IntelliKey Leadership Stories with Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our website, pureintellikey.com. Here's your host, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. I'm Mark Stenson. My co-host is Kirsten Gouldy. Hey, Mark, how are you? We're back here again for another podcast. And, you know, we just continue to have such great conversations with leaders who are innovating and building and creating things that are, you know, at a higher level, a higher vision, a higher purpose. We are, we are. And, you know, they continue. I say this every podcast, every podcast, I have the same experience. We continue to speak with these beautiful global leaders who are galvanizing a new future for us. And I'm excited about our conversation today. Yeah. So today our conversation takes us to London where we meet Chrissy Levitt. Chrissy, welcome to our program. Hello. Thank you so much, Mark and Kirsten, for having us here today. It's going to be so good. Well, Chrissy is a founder and CEO. She's a lecturer. She's a creative director, a CIO of a global platform, all about encouraging and training and rewarding creative thinking towards especially social justice and sustainability and so many other things. She's been a TEDx speaker. She believes that design thinking can be used to solve global challenges. And that's the kind of positive activism we want to talk about today with you, Chrissy. I'm just so curious what has motivated you and what's led you to this higher level of creative consciousness. So I would suggest it's probably been about 12 years. Well, maybe before before that, but that's when the, I suppose the straw broke the camel's back, if you like. In my youth, in my 20s, I worked for NGOs in the field, in the developing world, using graphics to sort of teach people around uh, the issues of landmines and and getting refugees repatriated into different countries. And then I had some kids and I ended up working in a big agency here in London and was lead of of a team. We had about, I had about four design directors and basically what we were doing, we was, we were designing and creating products that were killing our future. I mean, without being rude, I suppose I was designing and making products that people didn't need. And those products were destroying our future. Hmm. The the abuse of plastic, the the amount of sugar or alcohol and stuff that were in the the products that we worked on were, you know, bad. And I was miserable and I was unhappy. And a few things happened to me at that point. And I just thought, I just can't do this anymore. And I went on a course, it was, it was called a self-expression and lead, leadership course. I did that course. And in the course, everyone in the room was expel, expected to build a community project. And the community project that I built at that point was Creative Conscience. And it wasn't, it's not being built by me. It's being built by a community of people. And we just came up with an idea and created a platform and put it out in the world. And it just took off. We had no media budget, no funding, uh, absolutely nothing. And I think that's an amazing lesson just in that, that you can create change just by being in action. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that that you're able to bring this group together. And like you said, because it's a great purpose, you know, it it sort of catches on fire and then spreads from there, huh? Oh, absolutely. I think because we now train um, and support people who want to 
make change in the world using their talents and skills. We have online courses and we run workshops and do all sorts of things. But if you've got if you've got an idea that is at the heart of it, doing something that is going to benefit the world, then and you are brave enough to start telling people and you're mad enough to believe that it's going to happen, people will join in. And you can't build anything on your own. You have to have a community. You have to be able to collaborate and share. And yeah, it was it just came from that. It just just and during this course that we did, we were sort of taught the tools um, and were taken on a, a kind of a journey of how you do this. And it was just brilliant. And you were made accountable and had coaches. And yeah, it was just fantastic fun. And now it's my kind of job, if you like. Whereas for a few years, it was a side hustle. So I continue to um, sell my soul to the devil, if you like, like using my my skills and talents that, you know, were for consumerism. Um, And now we teach things like conscious consumption and we get people to understand that everything we can do can serve people and planet and we can make money and we can change the world. So Chrissy, I love this conversation. For myself and for the (laughs) audience, I would love to go a little deeper into what creative consciousness is, right? That just seems to have so much, so many juicy parts to it. Would you mind going a little into depth on the definition from your perspective? Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. It's funny because when you're in something, you just know it. And so it might sound a bit nuts at the moment. So what we did was we... We wanted, we wanted our industry, which was the design industry and the creative industry. So anything from fashion and textiles to architecture, to film, photography, animation, illustration, you can imagine this whole gambit of creative industries. And we, we wanted to get them on board with this, this idea that they could all use their talent for social and environmental impact. And we came up with a, well, I came up with the name during this course. I went on a run and it just pinged into my head and I sort of started to tell people about it and they seemed really excited. And so we built the platform and we sort of went out into our industry and said, hey, everyone, let's do this. And sort of 10 years ago, no one was interested. You know, no one was talking about plastics, ocean plastics or, you know, the destruction of the rainforest or, you know, the climate crisis. No one was interested. And so we thought, okay, that's not going to stop us. How can we engage people? So we thought, right, well, we'll, we'll go into to, to creative schools and universities and we'll talk to them. And so we, we built the platform and we created like a global competition so that young people from anywhere in the world in the creative industries could send us a project that were in line with our aims. And then we got a, a, a group of industry experts to then judge those projects and then we had an award scheme and we put all their work online and then we after the awards we tried to get those projects made real through our community so that was the first thing we did and then since then it's just kind of grown and grown and as I said you know no media budget no plan just throwing something into the universe so we're coming up to, I think, our ninth year of the awards. We've had over 5,000 projects sent to us from young creatives from more than 75 nationalities. So if you think about more than 5,000 projects and at the heart of every single project is this idea 
of social and environmental impact. And since then, we've gone in and influenced creative universities and, and um, educational establishments to start building this into their curriculums. So our vision is to change the course of our educational system across the world so that it isn't just something that is clipped onto the side. So it's embedded into our education systems and then also embedded into businesses and organizations. We know that we can use our talent to positively change the world. And we know that people can make a living at doing the right thing. You know, you can look at organizations like in the States, for example, Patagonia, which has a sort of zero growth policy. Everything they do is for people and planet. They have a kind of cradle to cradle approach. That's a system where there's zero waste, zero carbon, negative carbon, and they are super successful. They have loads of fun. They treat their people right. And we know this model can work. And yet our systems are designed to only really serve a few. And so we need to reinvent systems. And where do you start? Well, Nelson Mandela said, the greatest weapon that we have to change the world is education. So if we can build from the ground up, which is what we started 10 years ago, now those young people are kind of infiltrating our industry as positive creative activists and they are changing organizations and agencies from from inside so we also run events and conferences that are all about creativity for social and environmental impact we uh, do a lot of work in the mental health space because if you get young people channeled into using their talent for good it raises their consciousness, they get a better sense of mental health and well-being. Um, so it's, excuse the pun, but it's basically a no-brainer. I'd like you to kind of imagine a world, if you like, where every single thing that we create, design, build, manufacture, everything focuses on people and planet. And then imagine what that world would look like. And it would oh, look like I... a really different world to the world With we currently exist in. Exactly. Without a doubt. Right. <laughs> to the point where it's incredibly moving when you think about it. You're talking about engaging, you know, both the young leaders, but also an international scope of designers and thinkers. And I couldn't help but, you know, in scanning the previous winners of these awards and the categories you've described, you know, all the way from Egypt to the Danish School of Media and Journalism, University of London, uh, Miami Ad School. I mean, a, a true global effort. Do any of these initiatives come to mind as an example of the kind of impact and new thinking that you're hoping to gain more traction with? Well, I'm, you mentioned that TEDx talk I did a couple of years ago. In that, there was a young girl who created a project that touched the lives of millions. I mean, it was on teenage suicide. So one girl created a project that affected the lives of millions, right, in a positive way. But we, we had a project that came in this year from Jonathan Ford, who did it as, as, from Denmark, from the Danish school. And his project, um, he worked with the Green Party, the alternative party in Denmark. And you can find that project on our site. It's called the Ice Poster. It changed the course of the conversation in their government. So his idea changed 
the election, change the policy, change the conversation for that country. And I think that quite often in our society, I can't speak for across the world, but here in the UK, creativity isn't really celebrated. It's not encouraged in schools. It's, it's not even in universities. It's not considered to be taken seriously. And yet these projects are creating change, like movements. And I think really the way that our academic system is set up and the way our society is set up, it's too focused on consumption and finance and money. And actually now is the time to look to other ways of thinking, alternative thinking. And that quite often comes from being creative. And we're all creative. Every single human being on the planet is, is a creative. But we're taught in schools that we're not, or we're not good at it, and we're siloed off. And that's where things I think are, are not working. But I mean, that's just my my belief. But that that's a uh, sorry, I go off on a bit of a tangent. No, I, I think this is such I an important sort of topic. Strange... Um, so I, you know, as you're talking, what's moving through my head, and, and I agree with you. I, you mentioned that in the UK, creativity individuality, diversity, it's not celebrated. And it's not, it, you know, it's not ingrained in the youth to feel empowered, even by having, you know, anyone who knows these young artists or young creatives, they even may look different than the cookie cutter communities. If I'm correct in hearing what you're saying, not only are you engaging them in their creative thought, but you're providing them for the empower the platform for empowerment so their thoughts and their ideas have the capacity to be given birth and then the support that's needed like you said community early on to ensure it flourishes rather than the flame get put out and did i understand your platform correctly yes because it's grown organically over sort of coming up to 10 years it we do all sorts of different things but one of the things we we do is I think I mentioned that the awards scheme is a funnel so it's really just there to encourage uh, young people or, or, or creatives to see that they can use their talent for good because a lot of them don't even know that to start with because it's not taught and then when they get that you can see this is a light bulb moment and then they might send us their project. They might not, that's up to them. But if they do, that kind of acts as a funnel. And we showcase a lot of the work on our website through the award. And then there are, there are certain projects that we can see, they might not even win an award, but was, that is such a good idea. We've got to make sure that project happens. And then we connect them with mentors and people in the industry, or we do it through, our, through ourselves. We have a, sm a small B Corp design agency you know b corp it comes out of the states it's a sort of certification for good business we have a small b corp agency called ellen co and we might help that young person or that team build that project into something real that goes out into the world and creates impact 
Um, so that's yeah, definitely something that we do. It's limited because obviously we 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 have we have a very limited team, but we have a massive network. So it it just depends on who wants to get involved. Yeah. So the what the Eleanor's project that I mentioned was around teenage suicide that went out, and she got millions and millions of views. She received thousands of uh, messages, hundreds of emails, people telling her that it had even saved lives. Lives. it was a graphic novel it was a picture book but what's really interesting and we see this time and time again that it came from her own personal experience of being bullied so we don't say to people you have to design this or you have to create a film for that or a concept against this we say what do you care about what matters to you what lived experience has been negative and what do you want to do against that negativity using your creative talent to make change in the world and that's where it gets really conscious and that's where it gets really magical and exciting and uh, you know some of these projects have literally changed the course of history have changed people's lives have saved lives and it's just so much fun it really is I can't tell you I mean 10 years ago, I was miserable, depressed, you know, and now I wake up and I, I just have loads of fun and work with loads of people and just get to teach and talk to young people and people in industry and make connections and make lots of mischief. <laughs> it does sound fun. And it, it's and infectious too. I mean, you know, we're, we're really catching the spirit as well. And Chrissy, I'm curious, you know, you, you mentioned the creators themselves, but the, also the supporters and the, you know, people who want to cheer them on or people who could even help execute some of these ideas. Some of our listeners may not be the people coming up with the ideas, but they may be the people who want to help support uh, the execution. What could you say to those of us who want to, you know, join the challenge or support one of these projects? Well, yeah, I mean, get in touch with us. If you have something that you're really passionate about, say you're someone who has been in the corporate world and you're, you know, you've got some experience, you could mentor someone or, you know, someone who might want to start a social enterprise or a business, or you might have a challenge that you feel is really important. It might be around the environment. It might be to do with plastic pollution. It might be to do with the fact that someone in your family was an alcoholic or, you know, there might be an issue that you really care about and you're not quite sure how you could make a difference creatively in that area you could come to us and say i'm really passionate about drugs abuse or alcoholism or healthcare system or mental health or anything and i want to support a young person who's done a project around this or i want to sponsor a project or i would like to mentor a project then we can go great you know we can connect people we can make stuff happen but yeah just reach out you can reach out on to me on um it's christy levett so it's l-e-v-e-t-t i'm on linkedin i don't have any fancy pantsy um premium account i i don't because i want people to, i want to be approachable to people so that you can contact us or you can contact the organization just through hello at and just get in touch and say, I really like what you're doing. How can I support? You might want to just support us with um, some funding. I mean, we, we, we're a charity, so we are regulated with the Charities Commission. So it's all, you know, very well sorted out. We have a board of trustees, that sort of thing. You might want to join our board of trustees. I don't know. It's... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just reach out to us. If it sounds like this is something you want to get involved with, we work with all sorts of people from any industry. It doesn't have to be the creative industry. It could be business people or, you know, engineers, chemists. It's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, it sounds terrific. Folks, our guest is Chrissy Levitt, and she is the founder and creative director of Creative Conscience. So be sure to connect as she uh, suggests on LinkedIn and check out the organization. Chrissy, as we turn the page maybe from your organization to you personally, I love the story that you were, you know, sort of living this corporate life and you realized maybe this is not contributing to the world that you envisioned and you really wanted to seek a higher purpose. Uh, what, what insights could you share others who may be listening in that same sort of situation, you know, where they're saying now would be the time. If there was ever a time in the world, now would be it. What would you say to those people? Well, I was desperate and miserable. So I, you know, I think sometimes out of despair comes great learnings. And I'd been in a situation which was pretty unpleasant in my personal life. And I came out of that situation I, yeah, I, I was literally on the floor, if you like. And I kind of went and did every single thing that I could to learn about what just happened to me. So start with being curious. Like, ask yourself, if you're not in a place which is fulfilling you, why is that? Make a list. I'm all for writing lists and drawing things down and scribbling, not necessarily on the computer, but I would write down a list of complaints and we teach this as a kind of process. And then I would get, then I would write down all the things that I kind of love to do, the things that make me happy, the things that are kind of when I know that I'm in flow state. And then I would sort of look at those things and kind of meditate on those and see how I might mash those two things together. Sit, you know, I only, I've only been kind of meditating for the last probably three years and I do that years and years people have been saying I should meditate and I always pushed it away but now I, I can't sort of live without it I meditate every morning and every night and that's a really lovely place to start you can get apps and you can just sit and it just gives you space to think if you can see that the, the world around you doesn't feel fair or healthy or just and that makes you unhappy in any way then you absolutely can do something about it. I think that's the, that's the secret. And, but you can only do that through consciousness, through taking the time to sit and working out what isn't working against what you love. And, and that's a super, super sweet spot, spot. So that's what I would advise you do. Follow your heart, let go of the, sort of the fear I mean for many years I was afraid to let go of my corporate job so I kind of hung on in there and then I became freelance and I you know I just spent too long in a place of fear I wish I'd been braver earlier so that that kind of stuff find someone who you trust who you admire get a mentor you know do workshops courses you know you can never learn enough learn as much as you can uh, from people, from organizations that you trust, um, and you will find your way. That's, that's my advice. But for me, I, I'd come from a place of despair. And often a place of despair is a great, great place to start. Because <laughs> the only way is up yeah. from there, right? Yeah, when we've hit the basement, <laughs> right? Yes. 
Yeah, you know, and I, Chrissy, as we're I'm listening yeah. to you, what I'm present to is in that despair, you chose to embrace the journey of self-awareness because to your point, there was that fear and I identify with your story so strongly, right? Mark's had to listen to it on almost every podcast. I feel I'm a PTSD sufferer of the corporate world, right? And, but what you're speaking to is really embracing who you are, what's deep inside of you, using that pain as that catalyst to propel you into becoming who you're meant to be, what our divine inspiration in essence truly is. And from your story, that's that coming out, right? That rising of the Phoenix that enables you to be bright and happy and thriving and being of service. And usually when we're in gratitude and service, it parallels happiness. It, it seems to go hand in hand. So oh, completely. what one action would you give to our audience, those that are in despair or finding themselves? I know you spoke to the meditation. What would you say is the most important component to begin taking action towards moving in a new direction? So it's, it, for me, it was, it, and we see this over and over again with, with people who send us projects, is that quite often it will come from something that isn't working in their life. So it's recognizing, like I said, you know, write it down. What is it that is most upsetting for you that, that you wake up in the night worrying about? What is it? You know, it might be something from your past. It might be the fact that you're using your skills and talents to, you know, be part of a system that is destroying our future. Um, and that might make you unhappy. You might have children. You might be able to see what what's coming, you know, at us very quickly with the climate crisis, and that might make you unhappy. Um, so write down what makes you unhappy. Recognize it, and then, as I said before, think about what you love to do. It could be anything. You could love to dance, sing, draw, write, go walking, have conversations with people. It doesn't matter. Make a list of those things, and then see how you can take action and mash those things together in service of other people. So like, I'll, I'll go back to Eleanor for a start. She, one of the things say, if she had written a list would have been the fact that she had been bullied as a young girl and yet she loved to draw. So she drew and created a graphic novel about her story of being bullied. Now, because she was passionate about both things, she was passionate in her dislike of the, of the bullying and she was passionate about her skill and her joy and her flow state of drawing. When she put those two things together and she took action and made something, that thing changed her life and changed the course and, and the ideas of millions of other people. So that's a really good place to start if you're in a place of despair. I could say, you know, I was desperate, I was miserable, I was depressed, I, I was creating things that I knew were not serving me or my children's future. I was actively in, enrolled in a system that was destroying our planet and, and, and humanity, and it made me miserable, you know. So what could I do? Okay, I'd, I'd worked in education. I knew about branding and graphics and design and communication. So I used those skills to create a platform to do something else. Does that make sense? It's very quite, it's quite hard to explain. But 
come and do one of our workshops. We do work, free workshops all the time to help people understand how they can move. But taking, you use the word action and it has to come from action. You know, you can't change the world unless we're willing to do something about it. We so can't, true. I always say to people, we have no right. We have, thank you. But we have no right to complain about anything, anything in our lives unless we're willing to take action and to change that thing. Uh, so powerful. Yeah, it feels like a strong statement, but it's so true. No, I think it is. We don't have the right to complain yeah. unless we're willing to take action. Yeah, it's good to so move from, move from that super, place super that we are. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Albert Einstein who said, the world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but by those who stand by and watch. So... We might not like the world we're living in, but we all have a voice, every single one of us, especially in, in, the, in the countries that we live in. And, and if we have a voice, then we have power. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Speaking to that point, we all yes. have power. It's stepping into the choice to use it. Yes. And getting people to understand they have a choice because so many of us, I mean, for years, I didn't realize that. I didn't get it. So understanding that we have, we all have a choice. It might not be, we might not have as many choices as other people. We might not have as much as this or that, but we all have a choice. We have a choice to complain or to take action. We have a choice, what we watch on, on TV, what we engage with on Instagram, what every single choice we make affects the world and our, and, and our future. From what we watch to what we eat, to what we buy, to how we travel, how we move, everything, everything affects the planet and our future and that's what it was you know coming back round is this idea of consciousness to understand that we are conscious beings and if we can become conscious then we can understand that every choice we make is powerful mm. and that's exciting i think well it is exciting and it's quite motivating chrissy we just enjoyed our time with you so much i, I really appreciate you sharing not only your own personal experience but the, this sort of organizational approach this business approach to taking on some of these global challenges yes it's all about collaboration and community we need to get back to community it's been um you know i believe individualism is killing our society and our planet and our futures i think we, we we've been sold this lie about consumption and having and, and, and individualism and we've got to get back to community we've got to look to indigenous leaders and and take learnings from them and really seriously change some systems i think it's a really exciting time for humanity and i think we have to move quite quickly but it's it it it's up for grabs. <laughs> yes. Well, time is of the essence. Thank you so much for listening. And I, and yes, absolutely. Thanks yeah, for sharing. Thanks. And I know that our listeners are, are totally in line with what you're saying about collaboration and community. And we thank you for being one of these community builders. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Kirsten and Mark, for giving us the opportunity to share what we believe on your amazing podcast. And if we can help you or any of your people, just get in touch and we're here to support you in any way we can. Thank you. That's beautiful. And Chrissy, you will be, you should be expecting a reach out from me to see how I can participate and support because this is exactly the moment I've been waiting for to continue my journey on conscious leadership. So I'm excited. Yeah. So we'll have at least one follow-up. Uh, but Yay! I know, <laughs> I know we'll have more. 
<laughs> well, listeners, we, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation oh, too. You. And thank Kirsten, I, I just think this is the kind of when we talk about IntelliKey in business and in life, you know, we've heard from Chrissy uh, both sides of that story, haven't we? A community that's building a, a global platform for change that works with and trains creatives uh, and encourages supporters, bystanders, and, you know, educators to get involved as well and uh, offering some events and workshops and awards and so forth. But we've also heard from Chrissy about life you know, about taking action, about taking one step forward, one step ahead, you know, just keep moving. Time is of the essence. So we must take that step now. And I'm sure you're hearing that from some of your clients too, aren't you, Kirsten? I am. I am. And, you know, Mark, I think you summarized it. What my understanding of the essence, the entire embodiment of what Chrissy is speaking to. And I just want to repeat action, 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 action. Yes. Right. That that apathy is the deadliest killer. Well, we're ready for action. So Chrissy, thanks again for being on our program. And listeners, a couple of things. Chrissy Levitt on LinkedIn and the website for the organization is creative-conscience.org.uk. So stop by and uh, check out what they're doing. And of course, uh, come back again for our next episode where we'll talk to another global leader, another conscious leader about how they're advancing towards their own IntelliKey, their own soul's purpose, their full human potential, both in business and in life. Uh, thanks for everyone who's following, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all the things that we podcasters love. But we thank you most for the comments and feedback that you're giving us on the podcast. So I'm Mark Stenson for Kirsten Gouldy. This has been IntelliKey Leadership Stories. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. On behalf of your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stinson, thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. If you like IntelliKey Leadership Stories, I want to tell you about another podcast I host called Unlocking Your World of Creativity. Each episode features an expert from somewhere around the globe that tells us about how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and how they gain the confidence and connections to get their work out into the world. From singer-songwriters to entrepreneurs, on topics like data analytics to hotel management, we talk to experts from Milan and Oslo, Buenos Aires and Los Angeles, all over the globe to bring you the best ideas and inspiring your creative thinking. You can find Unlocking Your World of Creativity wherever you listen to podcasts.